Hey everybody, welcome to Outspoken, episode 33. My name is Justin White, I'm your host, and before we talk to my guest Susanna today, uh, I wanted to talk about my trip to New York last weekend. Uh, I went to see my brother's show, my brother Eric White, he's a painter, uh, a truly incredible painter, and uh, if you can see his work in person, I, I highly encourage you to do so. It's at Grimm Gallery, G-R-I-M-M, in Manhattan. It'll be up till January 13th. Um, and the rest of the weekend was super fun, too. Um, got to see a whole bunch of my family. Not for long enough. It was way too short, but, uh, but I loved seeing them. Got to see a bunch of old friends, some of whom came from all over the place, Detroit, Denmark, you name it. Um, I... Got to meet some new friends, recorded a few podcasts, uh, spent some time with my brother's cats. It was great. The whole weekend was great. Except uh, I went out to eat with my daughter and three of my friends to this Chinese restaurant. I'm not going to name it. Uh, it was late night. It was 3, three 4 a.m. something. And uh, it was an exciting thing for my daughter, who's a teenager, to be out having a blast in New York, middle of the night. And, uh, you know, we're in the lobby, this tiny little entryway where nobody has room to stand. And this woman comes blasting through our crowd, like just smashing into all of us. And I just felt myself being pushed from the back. And she got through us and moved past and didn't say a word and was pretty drunk. It was obvious she was drunk, but still, that's rudeness that I don't um, take kindly to. And so when she was coming back through and was about to do the same thing again, smash right into the fronts of us, I stopped her. I said, hey, say excuse me when you push through people. Uh, and she goes, oh, darling. And um, I, was, I was sort of dumbstruck. I didn't even know how to respond to that. And then I went outside after her and just said, why don't you try being nice to people? It works better. And she goes, you're an asshole. To which I replied, you're a blanking blank. And um, I'm not even going to say what I said because I don't know who's listening. Dang. But it was rough. And uh, I don't like when I speak like that to people and I don't plan to do it again. But I did it then and I do not know how to take it back. So um, here I am in the present, thinking about this and that. Um, so yeah, let's talk to my friend Susanna Merlot. Um, she has always been, in my mind, one of the most open and loving and honest and just a, just a very authentic person, and, um, which is really great for someone like me who spent a lot of years being a faker. Um, I you know I can learn a lot from someone who is true to themselves and uh so I really appreciate her talking about herself honestly and openly as she always does and uh that's what I love about people who do that I love that they do that that's what I love about them uh I love all kinds of things about people and uh I love riding horses up to talk to my friends So welcome. Thank you. Hi, Justin. Hi. Good to see you. It's great to see you. Do you have any? Um, did you come with any idea of what you want to talk about, or did you do you want to completely? I free... came committed to just speaking my truth. Oh, good. <laughs> whatever that is about. That's a good place um, to start. Yes, it's been it's been a journey um, the last few years, where sort of a self self search and. Mm -hmm. uh, self-development and growth and uh it's what i always come back to so your own truth is truth, that what you mean or truth being authentic uh -huh. you know, living with purpose living with meaning and it's not always easy in in this model that we have that's for social sure conditioning that we have so it's a work in progress yeah, yeah. 
but if you ask me specifically what are we going to talk about um no i'm open okay well we could talk about that i mean have you do you have a recent do you have a sense of purpose in the last couple of years that has come yes, about yes yes well um i definitely see how this last year and a half has led me to really search what it is that i want to do in mm -hmm. terms of um, well careers for, for your life professionally but also um, spiritually you know i'd like to combine everything and yeah. just being on one mission and that's what i'm going to be doing so i don't have to retire from it there you go <laughs> yeah, just that's a good way it. to look at it yeah yeah if you're only doing this one one thing that encompasses everything it encompasses everything and and makes you wake up in the morning being just like really fulfilled with what it is and, nice uh, just looking forward to what the day will bring so what is it for you <laughs> or, or is it i mean it doesn't have it's to be a totally together, concise Justin. clear it's, com package, it's coming together well, well it how is, is it showing up like right now what's it's your... showing up as uh, working in the healing arts oh nice so i um a couple of years about, about three four years ago I, I went back to school for my master's and i i wasn't so sure Right. Of, you were of, doing like nutrition at first, right? Well, no, nutrition was one of the courses. Oh, but okay. I the, thought that was the, like a f central focus for... The focus was integrative health. That's right. And so okay. that is mind, body, spirit. Right. So it's a lot of... It's healing. It's personal healing and also healing others. But um, it required a lot of self-work yeah. and just a lot of um, authenticity. And, and, stay, yeah. and really like digging in and doing a lot of psycho psychological work so right, it was cause, a little cause uncomfortable you, yeah I'm sure because <laughs> imagine if you didn't like if you're like a body worker or somebody who's you know you're putting your hands or you're very emotionally intimate with a, a patient or something and you don't have your own psychological stuff worked out exactly you're well, sharing we see your, it all the time yeah it's we true. see all the time people uh, begin professions you know doctors even psychologists yeah. and they, they don't have their shit together yeah it's true and and, and often up, they never get their shit together yeah and they I mean, still are they practicing do <laughs> I, you would think you would hope that they do but a lot of them don't i That's mean there are true. a lot of there are a lot of bad therapists out there who uh, and and the thing that was pointed out to me uh within the last couple of years about the thing about therapy that i had never thought of until it was, this was said uh, is your therapist in therapy? If like yes, if you are in right. therapy, is your therapist also in therapy? And if not, why not? Like why do they not believe in the, in the science of it or the you know? Absolutely. It's such a. It, or do they have an inflated ego that they right, think, they think they're done? They think they finished everything there is to talk right. about. I mean, I think the people who truly understand psychotherapy understand that it's an, a lifelong process, or it's at least you know it's an ongoing thing. Uh, or can be, probably Absolutely. should be, if you really want to dig in. Yeah, um, and you know, you can take breaks from it. it it's mm. not to say that you have to be constantly in therapy for a lifetime. Yeah, well, so, and some, I mean, some people probably would benefit from that, and not not in terms of like, oh, you're unwell and you need to get fixed, but just that a regular check-in with somebody objective Absolutely. who can give you support and who understands you on a deep level yeah and is who can super mirror helpful. back your blind spots because exactly. the best that's of what, us have those you that's know, we, it yep yeah we all have those we have we're, we're really good at pointing out other people's blind spots and and not looking at and our not own. seeing ours and yeah. sometimes even our friends the best people we may have in our lives can't really they do don't that see, for us oh right, right? well yeah because they feel like it, it'd be because they love you unconditionally. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the nice things about yeah. a friend like that. But a real friend who's concerned about you yes. should say something if they see what's Definitely. up. Definitely. And it's hard to do. I mean, you worry that you're going to hurt the person's feelings, maybe even lose the friend. You know, might, yeah, might and sometimes the... I believe in friendship we, we end up being accepting of our friend, right? And so we, yeah. it's harder to point things out. Yeah, I guess we over time it would be, huh? attuned to the other to the point that oh i forgot the person is always late or we forgot yeah the person that's um, funny non not consistent but yeah so absolutely work in progress lifelong work and i i fell into this program i fell in love with it the uh, integrative health program integrative the... health which is also wellness coaching and, okay and so it's not just in the realm of uh, fitness nutrition right but it's a lot of psycho spiritual work uh -huh. and especially the last year in school I had some breakthroughs and I understood that I made the right choice personal breakthroughs 
personal breakthroughs and uh, I, I became very humbled mm. by this whole uh, self-search and uh, I wanted to really go back to, to some very meaningful relationships and mend those. Okay. So, you know, I, I, came, I came here to the U.S. from Italy about 13 years ago uh -huh. and my whole family is in Italy. So at the time I was so young, I didn't really uh, think it through or have a huge plan. But once I finished school two years ago and I got close to the end of the program, I had this realization that relationships with my brother, with my mom, with my dad were not really um, the way I wanted them. Mm. So I had to sort of humble myself make a request, make some amends, and yeah. just try to reconnect. And it worked. That's the beauty of it. Wow. With all three of them? <clears throat> no. <Okay. laughs> I started with my brother. Uh -huh. uh, I, have, I have a younger brother who's uh, about six years younger than me. Uh -huh. And uh, Did you, what, was, what was out of whack in that relationship, in your mind? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that it was, anything was really out of whack. It was more a neglect of the relationship okay. itself. Because when I came here, I was 22. You sort of left him yeah, a, young, a young boy. Very young. adolescent, trying to figure out life. And very young. And he was with my mom. He wasn't alone. But, but did you feel like you abandoned him? Or did he feel Part abandoned? of me did. Yeah. Very much so. And so I couldn't even reclaim that relationship without going back. And, okay. and wanting to have this open curiosity to know about him again yeah. as an adult. I was craving that. How much did you keep in touch during the... That time that you like when I, you, you know, I I tried. I'm a terrible Skyper. I'm a yeah. terrible <laughs> WhatsApp caller, and yeah. you know, really, really very I'm present worse. in the moment, yeah, but yeah. really bad at calling. Yeah, I'm um, and my brother is too, so that doesn't help. Okay, but what I did was I wrote him uh, an email, very heartfelt email, saying, you know, I, I miss, I miss, I miss you as an uh -huh. adult. I want to get to know you. That's cool. And uh, by the way, before I moved to the U.S., I also had moved to London when I was 18. So oh, wow. I left when Early. he was 13, pretty much. Wow. After a very rough uh, divorce between my parents, which was... Oh, that's even harder it, from his standpoint, like to have his was. parents split and his sister really split, like leave. It was, but it was also necessary. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not saying you it. shouldn't have done it. I'm, right, you know, right. You got to take care of yourself. But yeah. I'm just saying from the from a 13 year old's perspective, like what the hell's happening? My family's all breaking apart. Yeah, know? but do you know what we talked about it? Mm -hmm. So with this email, I was basically sharing the fact that I I I, I was sorry that I wasn't there. And, yeah. Uh, the response was interesting. The response was, "Hey, Susie, actually, um, <laughs> I had a great time when you left because I had mom to myself." Uh -huh. I did everything I wanted to do. Oh shit! <laughs> he so reframed completely different. pretty quickly. That's funny. Um, yeah, I, I it was an avoidance mechanism I... for him. You know, it was, yeah. Um, but the beauty of it was, I have no. He was saying, I have no um, animosity. Really, no animosity, or, exactly. No hostility. I really thank you for reaching yeah. out, and uh, I'll say yes to your invitation. My invitation was to take three weeks off and come in the summer and come to the U.S. Wow. Visit me and go on a road trip together. I remember when he did you that. You do. Yeah, I just didn't know that's what that was That's about. what it was. That's yeah, so it was, awesome. Yeah, it was the summer of 2015. It was right before the Michigan trip when we went to oh, right. the wedding. With yeah, yeah. yeah Robin, Robin's wedding. It was so beautiful. So, so that was healing for you. That was and very then, healing. And, and then I tried like to do it with my dad. Okay. <laughs> my dad ask. is... Uh, well, you had, a, you had a contentious relationship with your dad from um, early on, right? Yeah, well, it was love and hate. Okay. You know, very close. I was always daddy's girl and there was always like a lot of... Uh, pushback. Oh, a lot of pushback. Okay. And, um, but I'm also very grateful for him in my life because he's the one who gave me the, the warmth and the, the love. Yeah? The affection. That came from your dad? From, exclusively huh. from him. Oh, wow. Yeah. But also the anger and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. he was just kind of a passionate dude. You have good memory. A passionate <laughs> dude. <Right? laughs> he still is. And yeah. he's getting worse in that uh, sense. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Settling um, in to his ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so you tried to do to work some stuff out with him and he was a little less receptive. He wants to, but I think that he needs the whole self. 
reflection. Yeah. He needs to challenge his ego a little bit, which is which not is, it's not going a to thing, happen yeah. in this it's, lifetime. It's not a thing for his generation. It's not a thing for men. It's not a thing for Italians, probably. You know, so he, true. He's got all these things stacked against the him. The whole Patrick O'Malley. And then to be that <laughs> age, whatever age he is, he's probably yeah. like, fuck that. I'm not yeah, changing Yeah, pretty anything. healthy that he's 65 years old. Yeah, but I'm glad he's... Oh, man. Yeah, he's not wanting to challenge any of these strong beliefs. No way. They've like, worked for him, probably. They have, but you know what, though? It's interesting because he raised me to be independent, strong woman, yeah. very um, autonomous, and... Uh, the he, person I am, so I have to thank him for that. Yeah, and he's a he's a strong Sicilian man with very, uh, very um, open-minded and, and forthcoming yeah. ideas. So there's a lot of contradiction in in, in all of. Aren't, in all don't of we it. all have that? You know? Yes, yeah, the beauty of of contradiction. Yeah. Do you want? Oh, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. No. Well, I was gonna say we could jump into that because I have a, my segment, Hypocrite's Corner, which is oh. where we explore. Yeah. Con personal contradictions totally i'm in you want to do that sure do you have any that <laughs> yes <laughs> do you have any that come to mind it's oh, sometimes yes. hard to do it on the spot oh good no i'm you're prepared no, i'm not prepared it's do you just... want to finish up talking about your dad first and we'll come back yeah sure uh, my that. dad is an open and uh... your mom too because i know that but that's a whole big that's a very big chapter yeah right? it's a big chapter we can go back to that too but i believe okay. that it's all going to come back into the, full circle okay good. i will just say about my dad that um um i thought that in more recent years he had zanned out okay. and found his dimension he remarried with a wonderful woman whom i've been able to open my heart to in oh, the last couple great. of years they have a beautiful child so this is in that's nice later life yeah but I really have a half cool brother that, that who's can... nine. Oh wow, yeah. that's crazy. Uh, but then, shit hits the fan oh, once no. again. I know it was really because he's stuck in his old ways or what? Back what? back to his old ways, and I think that it's part of aging. Yeah, and going back to the stubborn. personality instead of essence. Yeah, and his yeah. That's a good he, way to look um, at it. His essence is buried under so much personality. That yeah, and so I think she can't handle him anymore, and I think that oh. they're gonna get another divorce. Oh no! Yeah, so, so that's very recent too, and it's very hurtful because. Because um, you have a connection with her, and I do, but also I was hopeful that <laughs> he could redeem himself yeah. and. Uh, that's disappointing, huh? Live happily after, and it's not the way it looks like. Um, but you know, it's not my journey. No. And. But you do have to. It brought deal, back a lot of with, trauma. Yeah, you have to deal with whatever emotional stuff comes from that, and you still have a relationship with him. Yeah, and so. having a younger brother, you know, you want the best for the new generation. Yeah. So. And you it, want to be able to stay in touch with him, right? Exactly. In spite of your dad's whatever his uh, need to be. And I will. It's just I think what I learned just in the last three weeks. This is very recent, mm. uh, and I was at a personal retreat. It's so interesting oh. when I learned about it. Um, but what I've learned is that um, I need to have my own boundaries. Yeah. So just because I am a grown, awakened, uh, you know, right. human at this point in my life, it doesn't mean that I need to go save anyone. You no. Know? It brought back so much trauma from the divorce when I was a child, when I was a teenager. Were you, did you feel like you were taking care of your mom and your brother and stuff when that, when that divorce was happening? Um, not so much. I wasn't able Mm. I wasn't able emotionally to hold that space. Right. But and did so you feel now pressure to, to do that? Yes, I did. Okay. For sure. That's what I'm for getting sure. at. Yeah. yeah. And now to be so far away and to have this situation pr present itself yeah. again when I'm a grown woman, yeah, 36 triggering. year old woman, makes me feel uh, a little bit powerless. Yeah. Well, you but are. Thankfully, I wasn't. Well, yes and no. I was at this retreat and I had a team of therapists nice. right there who basically really helped me so you understand walked you right that. through it yeah well yeah it's not my journey yeah and it's not my my job to go fix anything that's what i mean by that you're powerless like yeah. you, you have power over your own feelings and you know well to the extent that you <laughs> have I learned actually, to i had an interesting experience right there because then my piece of work became divorcing my dad right divorcing my dad emotionally like, yep. like let's get rid of him right now it's not my job to take sides yeah it's not my job you to can save still have anyone. a relationship with him you yeah. just don't have to have a marriage an emotional marriage with him absolutely
not never having had that level of depth and uh, vulnerability with my own father, yeah, you know, or mother. Yeah, but it's it's great. And so basically, uh, the 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 point of all this is, I think it's liberating to know that it's possible to have children and and not mess them or you know, I guess uh, have a healthy level of. Uh, human mistakes. Only mess them up a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but also, just understand that they're not yours. Yeah. Right? They're not yours. You you give them life and then they're their right. own beings. You don't own them. And yeah. that gives a lot of uh, uh, reassurance. Yeah. I think that's a really good, that's an important yeah. uh, aspect Remind me. to consider. <laughs> I will, yeah. If it, if, if ever, if it, when if it, it ever happens, happens, I certainly will. Yeah. Well, so, okay, so you feel that clock ticking i do i do and, and i'm not happy about that because inside i'm still like an 18 year old like right. i'm a grown-up 18 year old <laughs> and then, i have a lot of you, energy but you also have this this dilemma because you don't really want to cohabitate or and unless it's the right i'm open exactly to it right I'm a, yeah exactly yeah. if it's the person who understands and can can be happy yeah. giving me my own space and vice versa right. then yes of well course. i want to go back to that because mm -hmm. we when you're talking about well, you said you you're you're turned on by someone who is into their like doing their thing. Yeah. They're driven and they're focused and passionate about yeah. their purpose. Yeah. I believe firmly, and I, this is a relatively recent conclusion, um, that in a relationship, a healthy relationship, both people need that. They both need to have their own focus, oh, or sure. there's going to be an imbalance and it's going to be trouble somewhere. Like yeah. like one person is maybe a little bit too invested in the other person's mm -hmm. success or maybe a little jealous or, mm -hmm. you know, there's competition mm -hmm. or whatever it is. I think both people need to be doing their own thing and then yes. be supportive of the other. Absolutely. And, and, and I've come a, a long way. I've, I've come a long way since my last relationship. That yeah. You know, uh, that's how we met. Yeah. Uh, I think that that peace in me was not yet. Right. I was searching for purpose. I was starting back into school for my master's but yeah. I was still searching and so I had some attachments uh, to um, to to him right. more than to my own uh, growth but but do you think that you learned from in that a relationship place. 100% specifically you learned that oh so much I'm so that. thankful yeah so thankful for that and so um, that's a huge and I've I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing right so this is my part of Feeding it it that, led you into the right direction. Feeding that cup and keeping it full. You know, it's my own job to make me happy. Yeah. And then, so in that sense, I feel I feel mature enough. I feel ready for that beautiful partnership that I, oh, that, awesome. I that I want. Um, and there are some seeds. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You mean yeah. they're interested? They're prospects. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. good. That's uh, exciting. Someone in my life. It's um, it's still very young, so I don't yeah, want to yeah. get into that. But the um, the idea of each person, I agree with you. Each person just really um, doing their best to to live fully mm -hmm. and to give back, and then come to get you know save some some love for each other. Yeah, that's that's the way. And the, I think the only way that I can be in relationship and. Now, does that um, is that sustainable within a, a, a parenthood? Um, I, I don't. I don't know if it's possible to to have it all. I think it is, but you have to define what all is. Right. And if you're defining it, you know, beyond the measure of what's real. I mean, I don't. I don't want to say realistic because I think that's limiting. But yeah. if you. If you look at your reality, no matter how good it is, and still see something missing, then that's a psychological thing. That's yeah, yeah, that's not yeah. what is actually real. It's, well, um, so I, having it all is kind of it's a concept. It's not a it's not like a model that you can actually point to and say, "Look, that true. person has it all." Because I've never met anyone who does. I've never no, met I've anyone who it. believes that they do, except maybe. Well, uh, even even the most you know awake and aware person I've met ever yeah. still has some hangups still has some oh, sure. I mean, something it's natural to 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 want to uh to achieve more right to I have a drive so. it's not necessarily meaning of focusing on what's missing but just being aware well I think that yeah I think being aware and I think keeping the, the thing that's been working for me lately 
is to rather than look at an achievement based model, like I have to meet this goal, I have mm -hmm. to always be reaching for a goal. I look at the, um, well, I don't know what maybe call it the process model or like the just being invested in a thing and remaining curious about it and pursuing it because it's, there's something new to learn every time, you know, yeah. but like that to me is super exciting and will keep me, I mean, like with music, I'm never, ever, ever going to finally reach the end with music. You know, I'm never going to reach a point where I have listened to everything I wanted to or have played every, you know, sequence of notes that there, sure. I'll never be sick of it ever. And that's such a, that's, I can actually rest in that faith and that's, that's enough to like actually sustain me for, yeah, because for, you're committed to your own growth it's yeah like that's a growth mindset rather than a fixed right one, so that yeah so the growth mindset uh if you use that in any uh, any arena in your mm -hmm, life mm -hmm. it will work better than i think than the goal aspect the goal mindset where it's like i gotta in this relationship i'm gonna have you know Right. Perfect communication and the perfect, you know, living space. And thank space you for saying that. Thank you. Because I need, I need to hear it more and more. You know, sometimes I, think we I, all do. I, I can rationalize around that and I, yeah. I, I, I grasped it. Yes, I got it. And then, of course, emotionally things feel different. Right? Yep. It's not matching up exactly the way you thought. And it, yeah. you, know, you want to fix that. So something's wrong, right? Like that automatically equates to something Something needs wrong. to be done. And then... But it's not. <laughs> I'm not, not exactly wrong. the most patient person in no, the world. So me neither. For me, if something needs to be done, it needs to be done now. Immediately, yeah. <laughs> like two minutes ago. Yeah. So um, I'm, that, that's awesome. I'm similar, but I also have a way of putting stuff on multiple back burners. So yeah. there's like, I'm going to work on it and I'm aware of it. Yeah. But I'm going to work on this other thing first. Mm -hmm. And I think it's okay. I think it's okay to know about, like, to let the consciousness seep in a little, you know. That's wisdom. Just remain yeah. open, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is hard to do. We, lived in, we live in a society that's looking to close you down in a lot and of different ways. And that's the whole ways, uh, contradictory. Or, or to conform you into, you know, like shape yeah. you into a certain way of that, being. That's exactly when you asked me about... Uh, contradictions or dilemma that's exactly what i um have issues with you know this the the, the societal archetype of how to be yeah. a woman a mother a wife in today's world and still not feel overwhelmed yeah and so how do you fight against that like i mean i don't I fight anymore i just so basically what i do is i just need to to do what's true for me yeah and to feel good in my heart mm-hmm and to be a good person and i am just so coming a, to learn that i don't that i don't care resistance. what people think anymore I, it's really not it's really not um, um it's not feeding it's not feeding me how how easily are you able to incorporate that that idea like that you don't care about what people think because um, i think it's, it's one tough. thing to say it it's and it's tough. another to no, live I it no i know i always <laughs> thought that i could do it and i couldn't um and i I think um, by talking to friends more and more about what's raw and and real in me and yeah. hearing so many more people saying, yeah, that's my reality too. That's exactly how I feel too. Yeah. Okay, so then maybe uh, there's a shift going on and, yeah. it's, and it's happening. And we need just, just to honor that and to to bring it forth. Yeah. Um, I, and I me being good. outside of the box and thinking these progressive thoughts about new ways of... Um, Possibly even co-parenting with a friend. I don't know. Yeah. Just like doing things differently yeah. doesn't have to be so stigmatized. Doesn't have no, it, to be. it actually, it, it diminishes the stigma eventually. Like it starts yeah. to change the whole model. Yeah. Because it, you give other people permission to do that same thing. And then it spreads. And everybody who's feeling like they don't want to do everything by the traditional orthodox absolutely. way. Absolutely has an op they have an option now you know yeah. and that's starting to open up for people in a lot of different ways yeah and that's with... a breakthrough i mean i woke up yesterday morning feeling like oh my god i yeah. got it i don't have to do like everybody does really it. yesterday you had that it was epiphany? yesterday that's it was awesome. a, yeah it was, it was that's great <laughs> there were... well welcome welcome to a new way of thinking that's awesome um it's a great way to be yeah I'm, and then I'm i talked always to my roommate to about it and they were they were thinking the same way Good. um so it's yeah, it's it's, well, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. This this sort of um, the oxymoron of like not giving a shit what people think, but also really caring about people and how they are doing and what what they feel. Like you know, like oh, yes. I don't, I don't, I'm not interested in your judgments. 
I'm interested in your feelings and maybe yeah. your opinions, but not anything critical that has no supportive nature, you know? Constructive feedback with love. Please. Yeah. Anything else is just aggression. We don't want that. Yeah. Right? Not at all. But, but yeah, but, you know, in terms of parenting, we do have to come to terms with the fact that that child is going to go to school. Yeah. And it's going to face uh, judgments, whether you like it or stuff. not. Yeah. You know, are you going to homeschool your kid forever? You know? Yeah. So there's that. And then there's that piece of faith in uh, evolution and, and knowing that things are changing and mm -hmm. the roles have changed. And uh, if I act based on just fear yeah. of judgment, fear of failing, then yeah. the world keeps happening, you know, life keeps happening. And maybe 20 years from now, that's going to be the mainstream way of doing things, you know? Right. So. Yeah. You can't live in fear. No. You, you when you When you put fear out in front of you, you're creating a situation that doesn't exist yet. And then you're living in anticipation of that, yeah. of that thing happening. Like you were saying earlier. And you're drawing it toward you. You're drawing that energy toward you. Like, oh, I'm going to get in a fight. I'm going to get in a fight today. Yeah. I feel so mad. I'm pissed off at everybody. You that know? does not the attract the best that comes energy. Near, no. Like <laughs> you start looking around and everybody is, you know, not everybody, but other people who are, you know, off their, off their path a little bit yeah. might be ready to fight you yeah. that day. Yeah. Because you're angry enough, and because, and then you make a really stupid mistake, a dumb decision, and and that's just a that's an example. That's it's oh, just it's a, a little. Great point. It's a little extreme, but it's kind of like any little snarky thing or smirk or like any look at somebody that's derisive mm -hmm. and you know meant to do harm, even if it's just a little tiny little judgment, is drawing that same energy right back to you. It, yeah, yeah. I, I was a very late learner of this i'm still i'm i'm only saying it right now to help myself <laughs> continue to learn it because i don't yeah. i can't not put it into practice all the time but mm -hmm. i try i do mm -hmm. try it, all, it goes back to the one of my favorite books the four agreements you know like not taking things personally it's mm -hmm. much too, one of the four agreements that's so hard for me oh it's so hard i mean for a lot of us i yeah. think but like the not making assumptions and not taking things personally are those two chapters that i'm like it's my bible when i gotta I, look at that book again yeah it's been a while yeah it's um it's amazing how it always brings things in perspective for me is and, is one of the agreements to not break agreements with yourself yeah it is um, i'm pretty sure there's something one. like uh, that be impeccable with your words okay which, which it's close yeah it's close yeah because i that's what i need is like the the, the ultimate reminder like, hey, keep the tools in in your hands, you know, like keep yeah. using the things that you already know. Yeah. Don't put them away. Don't don't pretend you're done learning that and you don't need them anymore. Just keep right. that everything that you have ready to use and stop stop falling back on old stories, old patterns. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's a choice at the end of the day. I Always. Mean, do you want to be happy or do you want to be miserable? Well, yeah, it is. You know, it is. Maybe but a little it, loosely. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a hard thing. to It's a hard statement to digest because some people have life circumstances that make that feel like a really entitled place to be coming from. You know, like it yeah. to say like, oh, you get to choose whether you're happy or not to somebody who's in poverty or living on the streets or whatever is they don't they don't want to hear that. And or maybe maybe somebody's got that same you know attitude, but it's not it's not a fair one to project onto others or maybe they see happiness in a different way for sure you know? and a lot of a lot of people do and i think it's important to remember that it's not the same set of circumstances for yeah, everybody that for, lead for, to you know, definitely and you know to circle back to what we were talking about earlier and relationships and family mm -hmm. i've learned a lot in the last year i mean as you know um i lost my mom at the beginning of this year and uh, it was uh, a very fast uh challenging time because um well she got diagnosed with brain tumor in in the summer mm -hmm. last year and i had to you know pack my stuff and go back to Italy. just put your whole life on hold and... on hold but the point is i think witnessing her own um process mm -hmm. of healing herself which she had never ever contemplated because she was not one of she's mm, not self-reflective not so much she was pretty avoidant when uh -huh. it came to in her own inner processes and her own um, depth so 
also our relationship had suffered from that yeah avoidance. of course yeah. but um those last few months of me being with her and taking care of her and cooking for her and yeah. taking long walks with her after the surgery um really was such a gift i think that what i'm trying to say here is in a way i believe that happiness is a choice yeah because in 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 that um time of deep suffering there was also so much uh, gratitude and so much appreciation for the time yeah. together both way it felt both, both mutually way. Yeah. i think that i helped her out by starting journaling about it wow. and um, actually because it was a brain tumor she had lost the ability to write for a while uh -huh. so from being a professor like oh, multilingual um, devastating. it was very very hard but you know it, it was so beautiful to see her taking the time sometimes two hours in the morning to write a sentence wow. one sentence of what she was grateful for and then she was just um, smiling to me and sometimes couldn't even say the word but she would look at me and she would be like grateful oh, and I, would, I, would, I had tears we cried so much in those months but it, it was also deeply deeply healing yeah. and I think that she got to do that with me and for herself unfortunately late yeah but she's she, only 64 and she passed but it's really not yeah well that's not that's too early uh, you mean but, late but, in her life yeah yeah but know? but to do it at all is yeah. is a, i mean when when else like if you got that earlier in life maybe that's the end of your life then like maybe you get is you, it though I don't know. I mean, no, I mean, I'm you don't, not that particular lesson, yeah. but I mean, for her, that might have been the primary lesson of her life. Oh, yes. And she learned oh, yes. it right then. And, that and last, she said that. Well, there you go. And so she, she so, she, so maybe for you, it was massively healing and set you up for the next, you know, two thirds of your life, like this huge, yes, the remainder like, of yours. I mean, this is so true. And, and, and for her, is... it was completely like that was the resolution she needed before going so exactly. ma so maybe it's complete for her yeah it is it felt that way uh, i remember her looking into my eyes and saying um and this was right after i want to say maybe three weeks after her brain surgery so she was healing mm -hmm. um they were able to remove the whole tumor out but it was cancer it was going to come back soon and everybody knew that right everybody oh, knew that okay. and we tried to keep it um not so clear for her so oh, that really? she had hope Okay. Yeah, the doctors were like, when it's a glioblastoma of that grade, we don't want to tell. Because it's a death sentence. Uh, so anyway, um, so she knew it was, of course. but She knew how serious it was. Yeah, but, but she didn't know when it was going to come back. Which and, allows you to maybe live longer. And have in, hope, exactly. How, you know, so, if uh, it's a good life. Yeah, and you know, prior to that time, she never quite knew what I was studying or what I was doing. Oh, or, wow. But not because I didn't communicate it. She just wasn't listening she, or didn't take it in yeah she wasn't ready to understand She's what it means probably so too focused on her own career and life and yeah and the plans after retirement and yeah. traveling you know all good things but i felt so disconnected for all my life with from her and wow. finally she looked at me when we were doing these journals and we were on a walk and she said you are different you are so wise i never knew this Wow. You've changed. And I said, yes, mom, I've changed. That's <laughs> what you growing is. And I'm yeah. glad you're seeing it. And I'm so sorry that it took you long. And I'm just um, I'm just glad that we are having this time. Yeah. Now. And so that brought us so close. That's awesome. And I, I'll say, Justin, it, it's going to sound really creepy and weird, but <laughs> I don't think I would want to change any moment of, of um, how things went. I don't think the there's anything year. creepy and weird about that. I think right, you, of course, I wish I wouldn't have lost her, but yeah. she died in my arms. She died the way that, like, in the best way yeah. you could have, right? She died in both my brother and my arms. Wow. Even. And that was a gift. And I think yeah. it was a gift for us and it was a gift for her. Absolutely. Yeah. Because what, what else can you hope for if not being in your children's arms, you know, and right. the last few breaths? And yeah. And if she had lived longer, you know, there's no guarantee it would have been. A quality of life that she wanted or that you, you know true. there's no guarantee that you would have had that connection with her at a later date you know i mean yeah. it happened when it happened yeah and, and you know the you other to... thing is um sorry i don't want to interrupt no no go for it. but it taught me to never ever ever waste one more minute that's about Which, the best gift you could ever yeah get. when i came back from that trip 
here to the U.S., I think that a whole series of events took place in such a harmonious and, and serendipitous way that mm. I almost felt like, and I'm not a Catholic, uh, you know, or a particularly religious person, but I almost really felt like she was up there, yeah. either throwing Cupid arrows at yeah. me or just uh, really protecting me and having this ongoing conversation about I believe in that. Doing, yeah. doing, you know, moving towards right action always, not not skipping one beat. Yeah. You know? And it's been... It's been that way. Things have unfolded for me in a pretty magical way. That's and amazing. Do. And so I'm... Congratulations. Thank you, Justin. I mean, it's work in progress, but... But to be feeling that it is it really right. awesome. And to feel it as a result of that experience yeah. is pretty amazing. Like, yeah. that's about the best thing you could ho hope for, losing your mom. You know, yeah. the death yeah. of someone close to you, yeah. to come out of it feeling actually like you, got, you have more. You have yeah. more to live for and more to, you know... So, that's so awesome. much more. And yeah. just so much more uh, strength. And I, I think um, a bit of a feeling of, well, you know, if I've gone through that and I've come out of it stronger, yeah. I think I I think I can do handle. not anything, but I think I can keep. I think you can trying. handle anything. I mean, you at least <laughs> um, can approach everything with the spirit that you can handle anything, spirit. you know. of my life i've ever seen myself the way people see me. really yeah yes i think that um let's go down some a, like bullet points of what there's like, a, in which ways there's a great uh level of unawareness that i've carried unawareness as in self-awareness right that i've carried for most of my life okay. um not understanding the impact that i have on people uh -huh. and like part of it shows when i cannot take meaningful compliments in okay. I still cannot I mean it's really hard um, uh, and and yeah just the, the power of that impact that I can have on people and I'm talking about healing yeah and it makes me a little bit sad that I came to understand this uh, only in my 30s but then again life is long hopefully and so better well, now I mean, than never you can't learn something before you're ready to learn it <laughs> i know, you know i know it comes when it comes oh and it's hard not to kick yourself when you look around and see other people who may have learned yes, something and these new earlier, generations being but you're so not, conscious but you're not that person you're not no, the, no, you I are know. you you're and only i had you. to go through each step and each exactly you uh, had to hit every one of those points on the line to get to where you are yeah, and you know, and without now beating myself up about this, but I wasted so many years. Um, I used to say that too, and I used to think that, and I'm trying to reframe it for mm -hmm. myself because I don't want to look at any part of my life as a waste, and I don't think it's helpful to do that. I think you used that time, and maybe you, you know, frittered away, so to speak, some of it. But I don't think even that was a waste because you were doing yeah. something, right? You were I was in search conscious. for freedom. That's yeah. what I was. I you was doing exactly that. Looking at your life and whatever that meant at the time. You might yeah. have had a, a small lens or a you know a narrow scope. I think first. I was in, re in reactive mode a lot. But that's what every kid. I mean, that's how we. That's how we learn. We react <clears throat> to our circumstances until we incorporate some kind of system for how to react in yeah, a, in yeah. a more and, conditioned way. I'm not way trying to, you know, I'm not trying to um, be, um, you know, not, not acknowledging um, what I've done. It's just, uh, I actually did waste years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. actually so quite, how did quite you transparent. Waste how did you waste it? Um, just drugs and partying and <laughs> stuff like well, that? Well, I wouldn't or? necessarily... Well, Sorry, I don't want no, no, to put you in. I had those years of, of partying um, yeah. a little bit mindlessly, but mostly what I would say more than partying is 
surrounding myself with just people who didn't see the the the, the, the gift or the value or the essence or but isn't the that beauty. also a way of learning like by being in the wrong situation yeah i guess i wasted learn how to energy. get into the right situation yeah possibly i don't know i lingered way too long but that's okay i you know when when again when i left italy in search for freedom and yeah. for individuality and authenticity i was 18 19 years old and i didn't know what i was looking for and i ended up just making friends that were not at all friends but i think you're right every every single moment of our life leads us to where we are and i was just very lustful in in behavior just wanting to um live this life you know be larger than life yeah. and having You're a hedonist do you think totally yeah. oh yeah i mean and that's um yeah without necessarily putting original sins to it but no not any sort of religious uh connotation yeah, not just somebody who wants to live to the fullest and yes, wants all of everything the all the time and and i do it now too but yeah. i do it the healthy way yeah whereas before it was just you know like if we go out we go out like we mean it yeah. and never come back for two three days yeah. <laughs> or um or with uh, yeah with partying with but was it more with, so back then it sounds like it was more about taking and getting and now you're you've focused definitely. more on giving and or like a, I think a I was giving take. a lot of me, but I wasn't really aware of it. I was giving a lot of energy and I was giving a okay. lot of... So let's talk about that. Like, how do you, how have you seen yourself differently from everyone else? Like how In do, my or, past? Or? or just throughout your life? You said, you said like most of your yeah. life, people have not, you haven't seen yourself the way that other I people I think I was you. already giving a lot, but um, I wasn't doing it with discernment. I wasn't doing it with okay. um, mindfulness. I mm -hmm. was just... Uh, like recognizing cool. a person in need and just being like, here I am. I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna help you through this. So even then, you had that same inclination to just help. I did. Anybody, with, but it was not at all done with. Um, with self care or with boundaries. Exactly with boundaries. Yeah. Or, um, and then yeah, so it's interesting that it took me so long to come to this realization but, but it's also really. okay you're still you know you're still a young person yeah say right? that and say not, that feel my not, ego well and i'm not saying it as <laughs> like like i'm the wise old man or anything but just i feel like i'm still a young person i got a lot of shit left to do in this oh, life you course, know yeah and i'm not in any i'm not in any hurry to retire or to do to like stop looking at stuff i want i'm excited about life yeah. and there's a lot of bullshit that you have to contend with and it gets yeah. harder as you get older i think it has been. I don't know that it has to. I think I'd like to change that yeah. model. In fact, right here, I'm going to say <laughs> it's not getting harder. It's going to get easier. Yeah. But, um, yeah. and that's about your intention, right? It's about mm -hmm. like the energy you put into that feeling and that statement. So, and, and that's exactly um, what, what the point is, I think. I think that now I'm more self-aware of that impact, but it's with intention, it's with discernment, it's with um, mindful choices you know it's yeah. not just giving it away and yeah. and so how do you think other people have seen you mm. what, are, what are some of the characteristics you would just very bubbly very vivacious okay. very positive um but also kind of i don't know if the right the word is appropriate but kind of boundless okay yeah yeah so just never ending source of energy but okay. where does it go okay <laughs> and I did it for so many years, Justin. I did it with schooling. I did yeah. so when I say lustful, I don't mean just food, sex, and drinking. No, and of party. course. You mean I'm like talking about passionate about passionate about pursuit things. of everything. I pursued at least four different degrees. Wow. That don't even have much to do with one another. <laughs> really? Yeah. And That's um, awesome. it's all this education, all the money put in, especially international tuitions. <laughs> yeah. So much money. Did I do anything with my international relations bachelor's? Nope. <laughs> but you have the you have that information. You have the knowledge. Yeah, I have the knowledge. It's mostly it's, no, it's mostly not being retained. You know, all, all the political science. Of yeah, it, but it's that's in there okay. though, and you have the experience <laughs> of having done it. Yeah, Hopefully sure. It wasn't terrible. But you know what? I feel like for most of those years, I was just spinning wheels, spinning, 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 yeah. spinning, trying to keep up with my visa status, trying to keep up with uh, making my parents proud, right. uh, being a good student, uh, working three jobs. Yeah. Also, part of it, not legally, because, you know, you, when you're yeah. an international student, you can't even do that. But That's stressful, too. 
but it didn't it never felt like stress it just felt like yes this is what i gotta do so did you feel like you had boundless energy yeah okay so in that way people did recognize that aspect but mm -hmm. maybe what it was just not channeled yeah it was all over the place okay but then the bubbly vivacious stuff you would you you feel like people don't see the deeper you like they don't see the thoughtful and yeah and, and thank you and i think and like maybe even brooding sometimes i think like, that was my okay. my my bullied side okay. growing up um if you want to call it bullied, I don't know, but just completely misunderstood. Yeah. So it was all this energy, maybe kept it superficial, mm -hmm. um, but that's not true. I had this huge, deep inner inner world that I just couldn't access, or yeah, I, totally I was really wanting to, to access, but I didn't have the tools or the the space being held for that. Yeah, well, that for me that was a big part. That was probably the main part. I was just not sure that anyone else was ready to receive yeah. what, I, what I wanted to share. And that's right, kind I think of how we talked about these a few years ago. I think ago. that's how I've always felt, and I still do. It's like, I don't know if everybody wants to hear quite as much as I am ready to talk about. But where and does it, that come from for you? I think it's curiosity. I think it's a desire to strip away bullshit like it, that, as much as you can. Like, no, I mean, where does the thought that people might not be ready or might not be willing oh. to... Well, just when you look around at society, there are a lot of you know puritanical beliefs, and people are not... Are they, there, though? Yeah, there are a lot of taboos. A lot of I think this country is full of they're all well full of contradictions because there are also all these extreme examples of, you know, the the most over the top. Yes, stuff and I imagine. also think though, but maybe maybe we just need to expand our inner circles. You know, our circles of people that we surround ourselves with. Yeah. Um. So in our reality, um, there's that, and then there's also so much more that maybe we're not opening. Well, to. yeah, I don't want to say for my like in my own life, I've surrounded myself with the people that I can yeah. share most everything with. Mm -hmm. I don't think everybody, I don't think anybody shares everything about themselves ever. I don't, I really don't. I don't think even in a relationship. Wouldn't that be great? Years, it would be amazing. And that's isn't what, that what we're doing here? That's though? what I'm. That's kind of my whole point. Yes, like do my, the podcast with yeah. Justin. <laughs> I want to get there i want to get there with every like with yeah I, I want other people to want to that for themselves and to have that deep connection with each other that's Beautiful. like a huge goal of mine and i don't feel like i'm single-handedly gonna do it but i think by living that model, takes a village yeah well i think that i'm gonna do as much as i can yeah and hopefully m maybe inspire somebody to, to do their own version of whatever it is yeah and, um, and maybe not just creatively but also just really living it in any way yeah just you the know? way that you modeling it well that's what i mean like i don't want to i never want to put a label on mm -hmm. anything really and yeah, we have to use we have to use words to to converse yeah but that's as far as i like to go with labeling otherwise i want every word and every every idea to have as expansive an expression as it can and fluidity and harmony beautiful although yeah, I, I, and here's my contradiction mm -hmm. i would also probably want to limit that when i heard something i didn't like from somebody you know? <laughs> like if, I, if somebody was saying an idea that i wasn't fond of i probably wouldn't want it to expand or be you know interesting so yeah. there are ways in which yeah. i'm selective in my reasoning well that's and, a good uh, blind spot just being mirrored right there by yourself yeah, well yeah i try to catch this shit and and pay attention so how would you go about that like if i share something you don't want to hear anything about well i i mean i do feel like anytime you get in any, i mean I, I haven't felt that once with you in this mm -hmm. conversation or probably ever but mm -hmm. i think we have we're like-minded in a lot of ways mm -hmm. but there are times when i have spoken to people who i don't agree with mm -hmm. and you know and various things and i'm okay with not agreeing how does it go does the conversation end right there or no well it can if the if the other person i never want it to end right there mm -hmm. i want to explore what it is that makes people think the way they do yeah. i want to know what how your experiences have shaped you yeah. i want to know you know why how you make choices and why and, yeah. and so, with open curiosity not with judgment well hopefully not but i came from a judgmental upbringing yeah. i came from a i mean that is my training is to yeah. be and and i'm not just i'm not going to put that on anyone else i'm just that is for whatever reason that the the cumulative effect of all my experiences yeah. and my own personal psychology uh made you know ju passing judgment a very yeah. natural act for myself and mm -hmm. others so i've just been super critical of everything all the time, you know, and I I'm, haven't experienced that much. Well, I tune, I don't, I don't put it, I don't, I try not to direct it at other people. 
I mostly, I mostly see the good in people. It's only when I like when I see bad behavior, I want to put a stop to it. You know. Yeah. And I mean, it's bad bad behavior is in itself it's, a bit of it's a subjective. category. Yeah, right? yeah. It's totally subjective, but well. There's some there there are certain ways in which people behave that I think most you know it's maybe it's not universal but I think most humans would agree yeah. is bad behavior. It's yeah. not it's not acceptable, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's inappropriate in one way, it's immoral, it's shitty, it's negative. Whatever it is, like any yeah. way that it you causes can, harm. Yeah, causes harm. That's probably the best umbrella. Like if yeah. you're doing something that causes harm to someone else, in my opinion, that's bad behavior. Yeah. So if I, I see that, that yeah. I want to I want it to stop. That's just my nature and it always has been. So if I feel like I can't stop it, then I think I feel powerless. And the only power I have is to judge it, yeah. to stand in defiance of that. And if I'm doing that in a righteous way, I don't think I'm helping myself or the person I'm judging or anything. Yeah. But if I'm doing it in discernment, as you said a few yeah. times, then I think I'm learning. I'm gauging what it is that I can accept and what it is that I can't in my own life. And that's how I set boundaries and if somebody is doing something that I don't like, I have no, there's never a question for me about whether or not I like it. I don't yeah. have to check in and be like, hmm, how do I feel about this? It's automatic. Uh, is so, there a teachable so moment there? Like w w when it comes to witnessing something that you don't condone, you don't agree with. And then um, is there a way to bring compassion and give feedback? I'm sure there is, and I and it's something I'm interested in, and it's something that I've. It's hard. It is hard. I mean, I find it to be extremely hard in the moment, and yeah. then I can I feel how badly it makes me feel after I've had my judgment. Yeah. And then well. and then I work on it. But yeah, but your point. judgment is also the tool that allowed you. Well, to, that's what I'm saying. Like it, yeah. it it operates as an automatic thing. It's just a default. Like I right. look at something bad, good bad good you know but it's yeah. not black and white like that it's, there's a whole spectrum sure. but it's automatic it's like when i look at it the assessment has already been made mm -hmm. so then i have to apply compassion mm -hmm. or empathy or what you know i think it's it's so powerful to be able to um to apply that compassion and well empathy yeah first um and then deliver with compassion because then if the person receives it that can be like a huge breakthrough Definitely. in itself and it doesn't even you don't even have to hear a response but no, that could no. be a very big teachable moment it's, for them and th that will change the way they'll behave in the future and i like the idea of being open to this new um way of being in the world when i see something that i don't like yeah it's a risk that you take because it like, can be received or you cannot it probably often wouldn't be but, right but then if it but does the times when it is it'd be a huge reward yeah and then you can rely on it being beneficial anyway even if you don't see the response yeah because like you know you're putting positive stuff out yeah at the end of the day it's all about um it's all about healing yeah you know and healing and helping others being on that path as well because and you know, sustaining I, the a healthy way of being like yeah. you got to heal what was already damaged and then you have to maintain it you have to stay healthy yeah, especially in these political times yeah. and, and well and the political times. environment has has spawned uh, an emotional uh, you know reaction that's we haven't seen in my lifetime i mean the, mm -hmm. maybe our parents would would disagree but this seems like something new to me this seems like a heating up you know globally that oh, yeah. can't be ignored and isn't slowing down and you know is leading to something it so is. to be emotionally present and aware in a in a time of chaos and you know cataclysmic i think that there's that's the silver lining if there is one you know of all this bullshit that's going on in this trump well, era i think it's going to be really hard for yeah. those of us for people to practice empathy and compassion and to yeah. stay open and aware but i think it is the most important thing for us to be doing yeah during this the struggle you know we can't turn our eye to turn a blind eye to it it's not going to work it's never worked. That's what we've been trying to do for too yeah, long. Yeah. Oh, just ignore genocide. It'll go away. Um, we'll forget about it eventually. You know, you can't. It's yeah. always going to be there. So healing the emotional wounds of, of the individual is pretty essential, at least to start the process. Yeah. And then, you know. First, you've got to be aware of the, of the wounds. Yeah. Because also it, we were raised, I mean, I'm pretty sure that we have that in common in terms of uh, childhoods. 
um, raised to not really um, stay too much with the pain or not really stay too much with the wound. Yeah, well, I had a couple. I had two very divergent models mm. for how to handle emotions, and neither one of them fit me exactly. But I'd learned from. I, I took things from both, and mm. good and bad. I mm-hmm. mean, there are ways in which I'm. I suppress feelings because I learned how to do that from my dad, and there are ways where I'm overly emotive because I learned that from my mom. You know. And, so isn't and it so interesting when we think of our parents? Yeah. What brought them together? I know. You know, yeah. when I think of my mom and my dad, I, I, I'm like, well, okay, maybe, those two. Maybe the missing piece of each other, you know, <laughs> the opposites attract thing. I don't know. I mean, not even opposites, just like two, two different planets. I just yeah, don't yeah. know. Well, I know, I know some of what brought my parents together, but mm-hmm. I'm not going no. yeah. to disclose it for everyone, for for their sake, for the sake of their privacy. But of course. I think I think there's often... I mean, this is something that really interests me because I think there is always so much more behind our decisions yeah. than we reveal. And I think just automatically we're, there's a whole bunch of the process that, that stays behind the scenes. Yeah. And even from the point where you start talking about it or sharing an idea with somebody, there's already been a whole bunch of backstory that brought you to that point, yeah. right? And you don't even usually articulate an idea until you... You know, have it somewhat formulated, mm-hmm. or some well, some people do. They blurt out whatever comes to mind. But yeah, I think that in in but, in this, oh, go ahead. Well, just my point is that um, I feel like just in relation to something like that, like two people getting married. Mm-hmm. First of all, they don't themselves know all the reasons that, that that it happened when it happened. There's some kind of chemistry that brought them together, and something that they were each paying attention to that made it make sense for them to be you know, a, un- a, un- a unit, you know, a pair at the time. Yeah. But I think that beyond that, there's sh- like secretive shit. There's stuff yeah. that people like, I'm going to marry this person because they are, they have security. They have yeah. financial security. And or both they have can a, be conscious or, or subconscious. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I think there's some of both yeah. all, all the time. Yeah. I think, I don't think conscious, I don't think that subconsciousness is like a totally distinct separate place from, conscious awake yeah. you know awakened or i should i should have said aware and unaware whatever. yeah but right. i think the whole thing is a spectrum and, yeah. a, and a fluid yeah. spectrum like your yeah. your awareness drifts and shifts and narrows and focus mm-hmm. and expands like to, based on all these different factors and I, and the blind spots that you mentioned like you can look right at something and not see it sometimes for sure i mean um, i know for sure that in my parents case it was uh this uh strong hope to do things differently from the generations yeah. before them i think that's yeah so it was more thing. of a uh rebellious action like we're gonna do things differently because our parents did it this way and yeah. we're gonna do it and this was you know in the 70s oh well i guess uh, after the 70s yeah in the 80s um so yeah they were brought together but then again nothing no common ground yeah. really um it's interesting but i feel like people i think it's a few different things in operation there's the subconscious needs and desires that maybe of the psyche or maybe or whatever it is, whatever your belief is around that, there's like there's something pulling you toward yeah. that person, and it might be a horrible scene from the outside. Like the whole thing might be a disaster from somebody else's perspective. Yeah. But it's it is the learning that each of those people is passing through in order to gain some new perspective, right? Yeah. So that's a good way to put it. I I mean I usually you don't see that until you look back on it and when you're in the thick of something that's not pleasant you know it's really hard to see like yeah. what what brought you there or why you're staying stuck in it or what you know owning your own responsibility and staying stuck like and that's the- if you come out you know i like i like the idea I, I i like the idea that you're sharing now and i do believe in human resiliency most mm. of anything you know definitely believe in that um but I also see situations where people do not come out yeah. glorious. <laughs> no, not at all. From that. Well, yeah. and you, I mean, you can, I think that lessons are there all the time and yeah. we decide whether or not we're going to yeah. pay attention to them. Mm-hmm. If you, like, there may have been something to learn from some horrendous relationship for, for both of those people or for who, you know, we're just talking hypothetically yeah, about anybody. Uh, if they don't decide to, if they don't see it, if they you don't, if they not, if they don't become conscious of the lesson, then they're not going to learn it. And 
will probably repeat the same pattern. In my yeah. opinion, they're yeah. going to get into another relationship. That's, that's why it's good really to have good similar. friends and good therapists. <laughs> yeah, to point out your blind spots. <laughs> yeah. You know. All right. Do you feel good. like um, you feel good? Yeah, like I feel. I'm very feeling very nourished. Yeah, me too. That's by, by the whole uh, free flow of it and the depth of it and just you. Uh, thank you for, for this space. Thank you. Thanks for coming. I really appreciate it. Okay. Have a great Sunday. You too. Bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. That was my friend Susanna and myself talking about being human, basically. What is it about? I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. I know that I'm going to keep on being human, and I know that I might learn more about myself and others and where all of it fits, how it all fits together, if it all fits together. If I keep my eyes open and my ears open and my nose open. Speaking of noses, I, I breathe heavily and I apologize I've, since I was a little kid. I can't breathe very well through my nose. So um, if you hear that either when I'm talking or when I'm playing music or whatever and I'm huffing and puffing. Oof, I apologize for the noise in my nose and my nose and your nose and my ears and your ears, ears, ears and my nose near your ears. Um outspokenpodcast.com you can subscribe I wish you would you can uh, give me a rating like a high rating whatever the highest one is a million stars um, you can share it with your friends I would love it if you did that that'd be really cool you could share it with your enemies for that matter uh, you could talk about it everywhere you go out loud like a crazy maniac and uh, I would appreciate that too uh no matter what you do, I appreciate you listening. Love you. Talk to you next week.